Why bodybuilders and fitness enthusiasts tend to be more conservative? Hmm. Kind of a interesting premise to begin with, and it's based on a few observations I made during the process of seeing these mandatory vaccines being rolled out and that kind of thing, and Arnold's comment, so on. But anyway, what I like about this episode is that as it rolls on, um, it, it, it more or less is similar to how my podcast started in the first place, where it's a free flow of ideas that kind of grow and expand upon themselves, culminating to the end. And uh, they do get kind of deeper and deeper and deeper as I go along and my thoughts and understanding of it, because I think it's when you when you see something that has an impact on you it's worth exploring and that's what this episode really is it's all about exploring ideas of why that might be or at least why that might be my perception of what's happening so it's it's quite interesting if uh, if you're interested as it goes on i encourage you to listen right through to the end because as as i reviewed it and listened to it i was even me myself i was quite amazed with some of the things that i came to realize about this whole situation. So since the whole Thing with mandatory vaccines has been getting pushed hard in uh, various different areas. Uh, I made some observations and now I'll be the first to admit this is a little bit broad strokes. Um, it's, it's definitely not true in all cases, obviously. Uh, just my observations of, of what I've uh, noticed with the people who have been in support of this versus the people who have not been in support of the mandatory vaccines. And it's, it could be the case, it could very well be the case that it's partly to do with who I surround myself with and who I respect and those kinds of things. So I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say this is pure but anyway my my observation was that has been so far the people i know who have been stood against um mandatory vaccines and and made the strongest stance again it against it are also people who tend to be uh, very serious about their their fitness their health uh, strength that kind of stuff uh, whereas the people I've noticed who have been strongest uh, for mandatory vaccines are what you would slangly call soy boys, um, people who are typically more or less weak physically, uh, not really that interested in uh, physicality. And so I began to wonder what this might mean or and or just interestingly why this might be so a couple things come to my mind immediately one was ages ago i did this episode about socialism and how the the mindset of socialism doesn't work 
with bodybuilding because socialism is about shirking personal responsibility in the interest of the government taking care of you. Uh, that comes to mind. How outraged uh, a lot of people in the bodybuilding community was, and, and fitness world actually, uh, when Arnold said, screw your freedom. So it was quite clear that uh, a, a lot of people who value freedom and, and personal accountability didn't share that sentiment that Arnold expressed, which was more the the leftist philosophy. Um, another weird idea I was thinking about, because these people who aren't generally interested in physical strength and, and they aren't, uh, they don't admire people with great strength and they don't tend to care about their own physicality because someone else will take care of it. Maybe it's the case that, you know, they want to since they have less personal strength, they want to impose it. They want to use the force of government to feel a sense of strength and power. Uh, this isn't purely um, anecdotal on my part either. Uh, there has been studies to suggest that while well, the one study, the first study I came across was one, the, the title of it is a little bit funny. Um, it's, it's almost like trying to be a backhanded insult to people with muscularity and um, and the article I saw it associated to was really trying to insult, well it was more trying to insult conservatives than muscular people, but it was saying, suggesting that um, people with a lot of, or muscular people tend to not like egalitarian type um, philosophy which kind of makes sense because it's more they have this idea of merit of work hard and get the results from that as opposed to the mentality of egalitarianism which is saying everything should be equal not fair everything should be spread evenly so that idea as i said in the socialism one doesn't really translate in the fitness world you can't say well because I'm going to train hard, somebody else will get the benefits of that. So it might be a little bit of this. It might be a little bit of that philosophy saying, you know, what I do with my body is under my control. So of course, the idea of having somebody else tell you what to put in your body kind of violates that. I really get the sense that there's this idea of somebody saying that for my benefit, you have to get an injection. Um, I get the sense that that's really feels like a, a sense of violation, as I say, for people who care deeply about their own body and how they take care of it and what they do with it. And even when they're using anabolic steroids and that, again, it's their choice. What? might be a kind of interesting social experiment would be to say it, it really sucks being angry about all this stuff it, it really does it's it wears on you it's uh, it's just exhausting to be upset so if it's the case that being healthy and strong and that kind of thing makes you the kind of person that uh, is against 
these types of uh, authoritarian type measures. What if you decided to stop being that way? What if you just, you know, upped your soy intake, stopped exercising, became a lazy fat slob like the rest of the people who are advocating for it? Maybe then you'd be okay with it. Maybe then, you know, you'd turn into one of them and, and be okay with, you know, trying to use the might of the government to uh, impose your will on other people. Maybe. Maybe, you know, that's the life of, of being uh, a weakling. Would deliberately making yourself into one of those wimps, um, you know, change your philosophy on these kinds of things? I don't know. It might be interesting to see. I mean, it probably is best to take a kind of lighthearted approach to it as much as it's a infringement on people. Um, it's the natural reaction for people to be, is to be upset, but I mean, it is worth laughing at the people who are, you know, think that they're, I've talked about this a lot, they think they're so virtuous by the way they're, you know, um, taking people's lives from them, but not much convincing them otherwise, because then you'd have to look at yourself in the mirror. And that's the other thing. That's the other thing that left-leaning people aren't very good at, I've noticed, is looking at yourself in the mirror and taking accountability and responsibility. Those are the domain of the right. Um, standing up and seeing where you're wrong. These should be the domain of the left, just like tolerance should be the domain of the left, but these days they don't tend to be. Um, but I think it is pretty fair to say that it's more of a conservative type philosophy to um, be a pretty harsh self-critic in the interest of um, pulling up your boots and finding a way to improve upon that. As much as the, the stereotype would suggest that, oh, you're stuck in your old ways, well... Yeah, it's the conservative way to stick with what works, absolutely. Stick with what works and make incremental changes forward. Um, so, so having some order to, the, um, to progression, uh, whereas the uh, more left philosophy is... Um, would be to typically, and, and this is stereotypical, but is would be to sort of throw aside the chains that would restrain you from progress and fly out in any which direction. I uh, hope it's the right direction. And this could actually lead into why they're okay with it too, because it's just kind of, yeah, once you commit to this, yeah, let's go do, do this and, and not really think through the ramifications and how it impacts and other people. As long as the conservative side is saying that it's a bad thing, then this must automatically mean it's a good thing. I mean, of course, we see a little bit of that on the right too, but in this particular instance, well, on a lot of instances, that's coming from the left. Uh, don't get me wrong here, I'm not trying to paint a case for conservative, good, liberal, bad. I, I actually see merit in both sides when they're holding true to what they're supposed to be holding true to. Um, what I am trying to make a case for is, is the question of, well, why do so many people interested in uh, fitness and strength and 
uh, physical improvement, why do they tend more towards the right? Uh, and I think the things like accountability in that and, and the uh, merit type uh, things, the as opposed to uh, the, the kind of socialist type mindset, the egalitarian uh, tried to make everything equal as opposed to fair. I think that's more the domain of the left and it doesn't really align with physical improvement. And maybe the whole thing, maybe the, the frustration of, of weakness by the left is what more or less leads them to be so, uh, to have such vigor in their determination to, to, to um, have such hatred towards anyone who opposes them. Uh, as I say, it's weird because the left is, like I say, what they're supposed to do is be about tolerance and give the voiceless people the voice. Um, but we don't, I think they've strayed from that, unfortunately. I mean, you can't sit here and give me an argument that they're all about tolerance when we see people like Justin Trudeau standing up and saying, I have, quote, no tolerance for da-da-da-da-da. I have no sympathy for people who disagree with me. And, and on and on. That is not a tolerant outlook towards your fellow man. Uh, so as a quick little update on this stuff, I had a, another teleconference, and um, I, I think I put things into perspective a little bit for people. I'm, I'm kind of amazed that I managed to successfully do that because... It's very hard to get people to see your point. You know, when I've, I've seen, I've made the point to people that using the greater good isn't an ethical argument, you know, and, and the way I often make that argument is say, if I were to strap you down and harvest your organs to, to give them to four other people, that would technically be the greater good. But is that right? Is that ethical? Yes, it's an extreme example, but it's an example that you can't say the greater good equals, uh, justifies any action. That's what I often do for that. And then I'll, when people are saying, oh, but people are just being selfish, you know, my question is, well, who's really the selfish one here? Both people obviously have their own interests in mind. The, the person saying, I don't want the vaccine is saying, Yes, I'm ch using my personal choice to choose what is put in me, but the person wanting them to say it, to, to have it, is saying, well, I feel uncomfortable, so you should have to have the vaccine. Who's really the more selfish one here? S but those types of arguments, usually they'll hear them and they'll go, yeah, I guess, and and that's the end of it. and or Or they'll have some other kind of, uh, sound bite that they've they've heard and and I'll respond to such as you know it's well what about traffic laws everybody and yes I I admit that there's laws you know there's laws in place to uh, that you have to behave in certain ways right or they'll say well you can't spread AIDS and it's like well yes but this is that's when you have a disease not when you don't have a disease these kinds of things, right? But but generally those arguments, either they've heard before or they've just ignored them or they don't want to hear them, whatever. Anyway, my point. Uh, I think I managed to get through to them amazingly and, and um, I was... 
I, I knew I would be asked about this on this teleconference with all the union reps across the country, and I'd be asked about, you know, the, the response of the, my, my union members to these mandatory vaccines, and um, <laughs> I, I was thinking of, of making some statement, like I said before, like saying, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I've decided uh, I know how to get okay with this. I'm just going to up my soy intake or something like that, just as a kind of insult to them but actually what I did I think was smarter and it wasn't not that it's uh, as I was listening to it I was actually feeling like these guys are ridiculous they've drank the Kool-Aid they don't care what people want they just they they're like feeling victorious in this and they're being a little they're kind of gloating a little bit in their victory and so when it came time for me to mention my membership I just said I just said, yeah, you know, um, there, there's a few people who are, who are in fact upset about it, but I don't think we, as a union, need to worry about it because they're they're pretty much feeling beaten into submission by this. Suddenly, the tone of the whole call went down, and I could tell they're, they're this struck a chord with them a little bit. So I am noticing that, in all fairness, that there does seem to be a sentiment of some uh, a sense of understanding that you know people are and not just crazy people people genuine people like myself who have been vaccinated are not okay with forcing needles into people they don't want um but anyway that's that's not my point the point of this is about um so i had a conversation with uh with a competitive bodybuilder and um I'd actually like to interview him sometime. He's a cool guy, but he's uh, quite frustrated by the the whole thing as well. And um, and the reason I one of the reasons I wanted to you know chat with him is uh, well, I mean we're we're friends, but just again to try to wrap my mind around this concept of, of why is it does it seem to be very consistent that that fitness related people are so against a lot of these um, extreme leftist movements such as mandatory vaccines and again I just uh, I, I think sometimes it's hard to articulate exactly why it is but when when you've spent your whole life making your body a certain way and your your physicality is your life to have someone then go and say i get to choose what happens to your body it's uh, you you fight against that you're like fuck you fuck that my responsibility of my body is my own my it's not it's no one else's right to decide what's in my body i mean and it does seem weird like i've uh, you know because I know professional bodybuilders, they're more than willing to inject steroids into themselves and, and take those kinds of risks. But that's their fucking choice. It is a very confusing and frustrating thing. Um, I have had some of the, uh, the types of people I've mentioned, the um, people in the bodybuilding community, who view me as part of the problem because I've had the poke and, you know, they kind of lump me in with those, 
pathetic soy boys, uh, which, you know, because that makes me part of the problem. I'm me blindly having gotten a vaccine. Would I have, I mean, I wouldn't, I would never not get it just because my side didn't want it. That's the thing. So what I'm saying is you see a bit of the kind of blinders on from both sides. I, I get this. Um, interestingly, something popped up in the news that made me kind of expand on this line of thought, which is that this guy, Michael Sussman, was charged because he helped uh, basically uh, um, fabricate the whole uh, Russia gate thing that was going on for years in the States. And I uh, could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure partially how he did it, how he made such a convincing lie was involved colluding with Russians to come up with a lie to suggest Trump was colluding with Russia. So, I mean, and, and, but a lot of people, including my ex, she was like, oh, she was like drooling over the idea of Trump being impeached because, oh, he colluded with Russia. And it's like, I was like, hold on here. Did he? Like, this looks a bit, I don't know. And, but people believe what they want to believe. And the thing is, I'm not sure quite who to fault here because you've got people like the mainstream media who are, they jump all over a, a story is the moment it seems to push the narrative they're interested in pushing and they jump all over it and push it and people believe it and they don't fact check. Like once a, a media outlet of their liking says something, they just kind of believe it. I mean... So who do you who do you blame? Do you blame the media? Do you blame the late night talk show hosts who like push all this stuff and generally use comedy to push it? Or do you do you blame the people for not being smart enough to be able to stand back a moment and say, well, I'd I'd rather be upset about something that's true. It's a tough one. Here's one thing I know to be true without any doubt. I had a really good workout today. Although in a couple hours from now when my legs are feeling like jello or the opposite feeling like rock because they're friggin seizing up, uh, I, I, I might I might say otherwise. <laughs> I guess truth can be subjective depending on where you're looking at it from. Actually, I think yeah, I think it was Russell Brandt I heard made make this kind of comment about, you know, truth is complicated, but lies are, I don't remember what he said, I think he said lies are obvious or something, but lies are always lies. Truth, that's a little more complicated. Interesting. Actually, there's, again, uh, tangents, but... Yeah, one of, one of the 12 rules for life, Jordan Peterson's book was, don't lie, or always tell the truth, or at least don't lie. I think that's what it was. Again, it's telling the truth. Once you, once something is truth, it's kind of your moral obligation to, to tell that truth in a way, but at least make sure that truth is it isn't a lie. It is so friggin' easy these days for us to be led astray. People are better than ever 
at manipulating things, at manipulating stories, at hiding inconveniences, at stringing you along, at stirring you up into anger. And obviously I've been guilty of that because I've been very angry about this whole thing of, of mandatory vaccines. Very angry and not just angry, depressed, hopeless, feeling humanity is lost. Once we get into this place where the majority of the population is cheering on, holding a boot to someone's throat and sticking a needle in them, and that's somehow compassionate, um, it's hard to feel hopeful. But I also have to, and, and I guess in fairness, I have gone through this process of analyzing and trying to figure out, okay, well, why am I so upset? And I am not someone who involves myself much with social media or mainstream media, partially because I don't want to be led astray by either side. I want to come to my conclusions based on what I know and what I value and the facts, reality, truth. The truth of this whole thing I'm talking about is that seems to be from observations and even some data that people who value strength, accountability, um, personal progress, personal growth, personal um, ownership of their own body don't like it when someone steps in, when someone else steps in and tries to mandate what is done with something they've uh, put so much value on. And I know certain entities out there want to paint Anybody who, yeah, let me step back a second here because the, the reality and the truth is that it's not just people who are healthy and into fitness. First of all, it, it's not just them who are against mandatory vaccines and it's also um, not all of them who are, obviously. Like I said, this is broad strokes. Um, but the media is very good at painting everybody as the kind of backwoods rednecks that they try to uh, suggest are uncivilized and uneducated and probably immoral, want to sleep with their own sisters and stuff like this. This is how they paint anybody who disagrees with them. That way they get to feel uh, morally superior. Uh, when in reality, what I'm seeing a lot of is people who are actually quite smart, actually quite thoughtful, and committed to personal improvement that are against this kind of uh, this kind of drastic measure that has been done amid a hysteria, um, a global overreaction from what I can tell. Uh, I understand that's coming from somebody who knows 
maybe one person who has gotten COVID and um, nobody who's died. I don't know anybody who knows anybody who knows anybody who's actually died from COVID. Now, obviously that's anecdotal, but everybody I've talked to is in that same boat, obviously. So the measures just seem uncalled for, which again, apologies, is kind of a stray from the actual point um, of this episode. Though again, given the title of my podcast, Man's Search for Muscle, it's probably fair to say that most people listening are interested in personal physical improvement in taking their body and their life into their own hands and making the most of it and probably agree with the sentiment that that is how it's supposed to be that we do everything within our own power to be better we don't submit to the authority who is supposed to be looking out for us um, when they take advantage of us and control us. One of the things that seems to be the case is that, speaking of meaning, um, people find the most meaning in their life most purpose oftentimes when they're in the process of taking care of themselves of making themselves better of, of and it, it's something and we sometimes neglect ourselves and and have to be reminded that you are in fact a person of value and and someone worth taking care of and and then once we get in that process and that practice of, of doing things to take care of ourselves uh, we feel a deep sense of meaning. Now, when that ability to do that, or, or the, it seems like that the ability to do that is taken from us, that throws us into a sense of powerlessness. It takes away that sense of meaning and purpose. And maybe that's on sort of a deep level why I've been feeling that hopeless punch in the gut type feeling about this even though realistically it doesn't affect me that much because I've been vaccinated I did it for my reasons I stand by those reasons but seeing it taken from other people seeing other people's bodies being controlled in a way that I wouldn't like being done to me um Maybe that's part of it, is, is this, that you're taking away their sense of purpose and meaning. I mean, there's not much more malevolent things you could do than that. You, you want to punish someone. You want, psychologically, take away their sense of meaning. Take away their sense of purpose. And you've done it. This is what they did in concentration camps. Or they tried to do. I mean, it was... That uh, Viktor Frankl book was all about how he got through the concentration camps was by trying to find a sense of meaning. 
and, and they try to break you down psychologically by making you feel like a number, making you feel worthless, making you feel like you're never going to be able to move towards anything better. And again, to be perfectly fair, I'm sure the people perpetrating this, well, not the people perpetrating it, but at least the people perpetuating this who are uh, advocating for these things don't realize that they're in the process of psychologically torturing people. Um, or it, it is entirely possible a lot of them don't care. They just feel so morally superior they don't care. Um, I'd, I'd say probably the majority of them just have no idea what they're doing. I think that pretty much I think that pretty much sums it up. I think that sums up the idea is of, of why the whole question about why people in the fitness industry don't are rejecting this concept so much and, and I think that's largely it. It's taking away their sense of meaning their sense of being, everything that they value is being taken over and, and that control is being taken out of their hands. So I guess I may as well leave it there. Catch you next time.